Hello, welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast, the official podcast of FilmPulse.net. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode number 163. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, we have Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? I'm doing okay. I'm a little sick this week. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. We'll but... suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. It, it's funny because I think that I got Festival SARS, and I the festival hasn't even started yet, so... Oh, jeez. Not sure what's going on there. You, you gotta keep an eye out for the <laughs> Festival SARS. That shit's, yeah. that shit's real. Well, I'm gonna plow through it at any rate. This week we're gonna be talking about Ryan Gosling's directorial debut, Lost River, which is currently playing in limited release and VOD. We're also going to be talking about some of what we've been watching, and of course, we'll be going over this week's movie predictions. New on video, on demand, and DVD and Blu-ray releases. Only one movie this week, because you went away this weekend, and I've been absolutely slammed with Tribeca stuff, so it's going to be a little bit of a lighter episode, uh, but we'll be back with two reviews hopefully next week. I'm uh, scared that when you're actually able to talk about all the films that you saw at Tribeca. <laughs> it's going to be like a three-hour episode <laughs> of just it's me. It's just going to be me sitting here going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, what I'm... Yeah. I'm going to just... I'm not going to do it all at once, obviously. I'm going to space it out and just talk about some highlights and some lowlights. But you'll have that to look forward to starting next week, actually. Uh, remember, you can send your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net or leave a comment on the site. We'd love to hear from you. And please, please, please make sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpulse, where you can subscribe to the website and the podcast for as little as $1 a month. Before we jump into our review this week, just a couple things I wanted to go over. First, uh, you may have noticed that there was no video portion of last week's watch list up on youtube and that's because it got flagged for copyright now oh no this normally this happens a lot actually with youtube's automatic content id matching so anytime you use uh, a trailer or a portion of a trailer or a clip a lot of times it'll automatically get matched for content id even though what you're using it for you're not violating any kind of copyrights uh, so basically what happens when that occurs is that your video is no longer monetized by you. Any money you make from the video goes to the copyright holder that is the matched content for. Mm -hmm. uh, so normally when this happens with our videos, I just re-edit them to kind of comply with this content ID thing. However, this week uh, it matched pretty much everything in the freaking video so i pretty much decided that uh i'm either gonna i'm just gonna hold off on the videos for now because it's just too difficult it's too difficult to post movie reviews using publicly available trailers and clips uh, mm -hmm. without getting flagged for copyright um i don't want it to cause a strike against our channel and risk losing our channel so for now, I'm kind of just putting the brakes on. It does take me a long time, even though it's just a watch list. Uh, it does take me a long time to put together those videos. So it always re is, is a huge bummer when they come back and get, and get flagged for copyright. So mm. I'm kind of putting the brakes on that for now until I can come up with something else. Maybe we'll host the, that video portion on a different streaming service. Uh, haven't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Um, the other thing is we're on SoundCloud now. So if you are... Wait, what's that mean? What's that mean? 
SoundCloud is just a it's just an audio streaming service. Okay. So if you have uh, the SoundCloud app, you can easily find us on there. Just search for Film Pulse. I'm not putting our back issues or back catalog of episodes on there. Uh, so just the new stuff uh, will be going up on there, and that's been working out nicely. Uh, finally, the app. We will have an official Film Pulse app for uh, iPhone and iPad coming out. It's been submitted to Apple, and I think that the verification or whatever takes like 10 days or something like that. So as soon as it's all verified and everything, that will be available on the App Store. I'm sure that I will make mention of that again once it comes out. But oh, sure well, basically, it's just the app version of <clears throat> our site. It kind of compiles everything together. Like it pulls in. Um, we have like a section that that has our Twitter feed, our podcast, our YouTube channel. Like it just pulls in all of our content into one uh, very easy to use app, and mm-hmm. you can kind of like you know check it. It keeps all our news, our latest news. Uh, stories up there from the site and everything so it's it's a just a more convenient and quicker way to check our content so be sure to check that out it's going to be free of course um, on the app store very soon uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention this is not like a uh, an in-house thing but uh, I didn't watch a lot of movies this week because of Tribeca but also because Daredevil came out on Netflix oh, and no. I just want to plug it uh, oh, not getting paid by Marvel or Disney, but I will yeah, say right. check out Daredevil on Netflix. The entire season is up to stream, and it is quite, quite good. Very, uh, really, they did it in a really cool way because it's like a standalone thing. It is tied into the cinematic universe of, of Marvel movies, but they kind of wanted to take a very... Uh, intimate approach with it the whole series takes place in hell's kitchen here in new york and it's almost it's just a it's like smaller stories within within this you're not dealing with giant alien invasions but the cool thing is they tied into they tied it into the avengers where you know like in man of steel and in the avengers and stuff you always talk about uh the amount of destruction that happens to a city and you're just like yeah that New York was just destroyed, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, in this, a lot of the the plot of the show revolves around uh, corrupt contractors that are rebuilding the city after what happened in the events of the Avengers. So it's okay. it's kind of, they, they tie it all together in a really cool way. Uh, great action, uh, very, very much more violent and darker than anything we've seen coming out of the the Marvel Studios movies. So uh, definitely check that out, Daredevil. I, I love I Daredevil. He was, like, always one of my favorites on the Marvel side. So it, it's cool to see that done right, that character done right. Gotcha. I haven't finished it yet. I still have two or three to go, so. Kidding me? Yeah. You got to run through them. Okay. Let's get started, shall we, and dive directly we're gonna go directly into lost river written and directed by ryan gosling stars christina Hendricks, uh in the kastecker 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 close close he's the guy from uh agents of shield 
Oh, I know him from In Fear. Yes, he's also from In Fear. But I think most people probably know him from, from <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the very popular TV show on ABC. Never seen it. Uh, Source of Ronin. It's not very good. Source of Ronin is in there. Matt Smith, who I didn't even recognize that that I was... I didn't either. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit, that's Doctor Who? I just now... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I literally, that, that revelation just occurred to me this very moment when I read Matt Smith. And Ben Mendelsohn and Ava Mendez is in there for a quick sec. A little bit. A little bit. She's in there a little bit. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. Do I, did I read the synopsis? I'm going to go ahead and do no, that. Do that. A single mother is swept into a dark underworld while her teenage son discovers a road that leads him to a secret underwater town. Not really secret, but sure. Now, I'm guessing, Kevin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a theory out, a prediction, if you okay. will, uh-huh. on how you felt about Lost River. It's pretty easy. I'm going to say you despised it. I'm going to say despised. Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. I don't know if I would go full on despise. Okay. Maybe just hate. Just Ooh, hate. Just, I think right. I would just go straight hate. Just straight up hatred. Yeah. Straight hating. Okay. Straighten. Could, you, could, you could say that. Straighten. Could, straight you could up hating. You could make hatin'. that a word. Okay. Straight up hating. With, uh, with uh, indifference sprinkled in. All right. Well, do you want to start it off then and talk about let's let's talk about uh, the one like and then many many dislikes that we had about this movie? Because I can guarantee the one like that you had is probably just the one like I had too. Okay. So you want me to start? Yeah. Go ahead. I straight hated Lost River. We'll just jump into that real quick. Um, the likes, uh, some decent some decent imagery going on. That's the one. I like guess. That I, I guess. Had. I guess Goslin has an eye, but I don't know how much of that is actually from Goslin or just you know Benoit Deby taking care of things on the cinematography end. Um, and Ben Mendelsohn dancing. That's about it. Yeah. That's that's the all Mendel- I got. Yeah, the Mendelsohn dance scene is really what did it for me. That was everything. Everything else is just a fucking pointless. This is it, he has nothing to say. There. <sighs> He has absolutely nothing to say whatsoever. It's just yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I completely it's a waste of goddamn time. I completely agree. I feel like I feel like what what happened was he had so much to say that he ended up saying nothing. You know? Does that I, mean? I don't even. I think he he knew what he wanted to talk about. He knew what he wanted to have a say on, but he didn't have anything to say because he, I mean, this is. Just Ryan Gosling making like the highest or the highest amount of poverty porn that you can make. Just like, oh, I am tapped into the lives of people in Detroit and the down and out. I am so in tune with these guys. Yet he is far from in tune. I also feel like they I also feel like they found the locations that they shot this in and then were like, okay, well, Let's craft a movie around this. So it was mm-hmm. like the, it was like they found the locations first, and then they were like, "Okay, well, how are we gonna fit this into a movie? Let's just shoot it, and then we'll figure it out later." It should have just stayed as a photography project. Well, it felt a lot like uh, Samsara because Samsara does have uh, similar imagery. Yeah, it's like, it's that mixed with Malik, and that's the worst part. Is you're like, okay, this is a Malik scene. Yeah, Malik's- very. 
Malik scene. Even Reffin scene. Lynch scene. Lynch scene. Malik scene. Yeah. Malik scene. You know, it's just oh my god. Uh, he he certainly wears his influences on his sleeves, and and that I don't, was. I don't even know if they're on his sleeve. I think they're tattooed on his goddamn face. <laughs> I mean, it it was like pretty egregious. Oh Even... my god! Especially with the burning houses, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Slow mo burning house. Let's do it's it just, up. It's just his favorite part of Days of Heaven, just over and over and over again. Like, how many shots of burning houses are we gonna see? Which, I think, I, granted, they look fantastic. A burning it's... house in the middle of night looks amazing. I get it, but well, how many shots of that do we need? It's like 14 shots of burning houses. Apparently many. Apparently many shots, Kevin, of burning houses slow-mo. A lot of slow motion in this movie, too. A lot of slow-mo walking through buildings and things. God. Uh, It's so funny, too, because even, like, structurally, I was like, this feels like a Malick movie where it's just kind of disjointed and, like, segmented. Mm -hmm. And uh, And then you got the people with the, you know, the voiceovers from, like, Matt Smith and stuff and... They're trying it, to be poetic. Yeah, it, it, it felt so much like a Malick movie to me, and it felt so much like a Lynch movie. And I, and I hate when people draw because I feel like anytime there's anything surreal or weird in a movie, they instantly say, "Oh, so, so Lynchian." Oh, so Lynchian. But to me, this movie felt like a David Lynch movie. It f- oh yeah, the 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 the, uh, the use of the very bold colors and the just that that whole scene in uh source ronan's grandma's uh house mm-hmm. yeah. everything with her i was like this feels like something lifted straight out of a david lynch movie which her grandma is barbara Steele from black sunday so oh i didn't and, know and, and yeah and that's the other thing her. that yeah that's the thing that kind of irritates me with this ryan gosling picture is that just everything that he get the resources that he's able to get because he's Ryan Gosling? Right. Yeah. It's well, just oh, it's fucking irritating because it just comes out the shit. This is a shit movie. I will I say, mean, come on, the main character's guy. His name is Bones. Yeah. And bully and rat and there's face. You know why they call him face? Uh, uh, funny. I know. I know why they call him face. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is a fucking joke. I mean, the whole Ben Mendelsohn character is, like, straight-lifted from Lynch. It's just him trying to create a Lynch villain. And the weird imagery at the club with uh, whatever that, like, box thing was that that they would stand in in the room. Yeah, and I don't even think Goslin knows what the hell that's about. He's just like, yeah, the box thing, though. It's cool-looking. Hey, no way, that's cool-looking. Let's uh, let's put that in there. That's kind of cool-looking. It's creepy. It's a little creepy. Uh, I this this just irritated the shit out of me. There was wor- there, worst of all, worst of all, it, it, even with all those things being said, worst of all, it's just it's not entertaining. No, it's it, not compelling. It's not interesting. It's nothing. It's just a big nothing of a movie. To me, what it felt like is a bunch of like fantastic trailers, teasers, and like proper trailers just strung together for an hour and a half. Where you're like, oh man, this. This could be a good film. Well, and that's, then it's another trailer. You're yeah, like, yeah that, this could be interesting. That's what I was going to say, is that there are pieces of this movie that I think could be a good movie. Like, there there were aspects of it. There were there were areas of the plot where I was thinking that, well, oh, this, this is kind of interesting. You know how Matt Smith plays this, 
villain, Mad Max style villain that apparently owns this area and owns the copper. He owns the copper in that it's area. His, it's his fucking copper. Okay. I think that making a movie around around that, surrounding that, where it's a movie that maybe takes place a few years in the future, where you know whatever city, Detroit, wherever that, wherever it is has a complete collapse and then you have people rising up and taking over areas and stuff like that. I think that that could be a cool movie. Uh, the, the Christina Hendricks uh, character and the working at that club, the very odd club where you pretend to, and I got to say whoever did her makeup for that performance was outstanding. Yeah. Good. It's good work. And but I'm, why I'm, is it, I'm why saying is it like, because Ryan Gosling, no, but I'm saying like the person in the movie, because you know we're meant to, it's it's not we're meant to believe that someone backstage of yeah, that club yeah. did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's pretty impressive. But I think it's impressive also for this movie too. Um, I think that that could be an interesting movie to see where you know she gets a, a job at this very weird club and has this uh, relationship with Ben Mendelsohn, who's obviously going to be a creep we knew that from the beginning um, well he has a problem he has a problem uh, he the, yes he does have a problem. <laughs> he li- he likes to fuck which is the, i mean come on that was just some of like the worst dialogue i've ever heard and he just follows it up with like i just think about it and i just keep thinking about it it's like wow this is this is so piss poor yeah <clears throat> especially when it takes it down this road where there's the you get into the whole there's a spell apparently over the town yeah because of the flood or whatever <laughs> yeah and then bones just shows up he's like i'm gonna break the spell he's like Gee, yeah it's pretty easy to break the spell why has no one done this yeah because didn't they say that all you have to do is pull, pull something up from the water <laughs> just jump in the fucking water grab a piece from the old town bring it up someone should have done that like 12 years ago my god it's not uh, rocket science this the source of Ronan storyline not I wasn't into that either. It felt uh, unneeded and extraneous. <clears throat> well, you you got you know it gave you an excuse to use a neon light mm-hmm. yeah. to have another musical number um, hoarding because that's a thing that's pretty popular right now. Got to have that hoarding in there because that's kind of creepy. And then apparently Goslin just read like Great Expectations, so throw that in. Boom. There you go. Interesting. I'm Ryan Gosling. What's up? <laughs> I'm Ryan Gosling, bitches. <laughs> well, that's just... <clears throat> that's all I think of is like, you know, he goes in for his... I'm going to make... This is going to be my feature-length debut. And they're like, what's it about? And he's like, what, what the fuck? I'm Ryan Gosling. Shut your face. Just give me money. And they're like, ah, good point. Well, going back to the visuals, uh, that was the strongest part for me i thought that a lot of the visuals looked really good i don't care if they were derivative of other directors or whatever they still looked good to me yeah i mean he has an eye he has an eye he can compose things i'll give him that but man are they just they're empty images though oh yes i will agree with that (laughs) i liked the it was near the it was funny because near the beginning of the movie probably the first 10 minutes i was actually into it i was like man this movie looks great you know, it's got kind of a Malik vibe, but I'm see where this is going. I, I liked the idea of him trying to sneak around, stealing copper out of these uh, old, you know, 
decrepit buildings that have been abandoned and stuff. And there was a, a dolly shot that they did early on that, that looked really good. My, my favorite shots were the, the swivels, you know, where he would have the camera sitting in the middle of the room. Yeah. And just, the, you know, the choreography with that I thought was fantastic. And I like the the design of the club, too, with the crazy devil mouth thing. But it just it seems like he got he just he kept adding to it and it just got overboard after a while with all the neon and like the the pink saturated scenes and it's just yeah. it was too much after a while. Yeah, then it then it turned into only God forgives. Yeah, and you're just like, Oh, this is all smoke and mirrors because you have absolutely nothing to say. Your story's going nowhere. This is awful. Yeah, it really, really started losing me. Mm, I want to say halfway, maybe halfway through, I I just started tuning out, and I was like, okay, yeah, this looks great, but where where, where are we going here? There's just there's no substance <clears throat> to it. Yeah, there's there's nothing going on, which is unfortunate. But, but then Ben Mendelsohn starts dancing, so that happens. Yeah, he he starts dancing. That was a fantastic dance moves. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is just. Well, everything is stupid, but at least that was stupid fun. Yeah, uh, I don't have a whole lot else to say about Lost River. You know, I'm not not a horrible debut from Ryan Gosling. As far as... Maybe he should try, for his next movie, directing something that he hasn't written. See how that turns out. Or maybe just develop an idea. I mean, that could work. I think if you develop things... Or actually start with an idea, besides, oh, it's going to be Malik Lynch. Yeah, I think that it's just too crammed with different styles. It's There's too much... It's it's like he took every movie that that's on his top ten list and tried to compact it into one movie. Yeah, and he's... And instead of, you know, writing a, a story during that time, he's just, he's just jerking it to the images that he came up with. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking getting into it it's like oh that looks so much like malik i did it yes fucking did it oh the main character's name is bones so cool we're talking about you know the poverty poverty and (laughs) the myth of the american dream oh i have so much to say i'm so intelligent (laughs) Uh... i'm so in tune with america I'm oh, just God. one of you guys. I haven't been a, a rich and rich and famous celebrity since I was fucking twelve. <laughs> I know exactly what you guys are going through. I can feel it, feel it in my bones. That's why his name is Bones. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what's your story about? Never mind. Burning house. Just Doesn't look matter. At burning house. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna load that fucker up with slow motion, slow motion everything. Isn't it looks this better. Tragic? Isn't it tragic? It's so tragic. God. All right. What are you going to give uh, Lost River out of 10? Out of 10, I'm going to give it a 2. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3. I'll give it a 3 out of 10. There you go. Yeah, so uh, just uh, I would avoid that one. I'm sorry to say. Avoid. Avoid that one. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some of what we've been watching. Uh, again, this week, not a lot that I could talk about because I've been seeing a lot of uh, Tribeca stuff, and I'll start going over all the stuff I saw uh, there next week. 
I did see Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh very very little to say about this you know it did make me laugh i admit that it there were i would say more than a handful of jokes that landed for me that that but the problem is there is so much offensive humor in this really lowbrow gross out uh homophobic humor in this movie that it really prevents it from being anything worthwhile yeah at the end of the day, it's just pretty stupid. And it's a shame because the addition of Adam Scott was a good one. I thought that he was really funny and he worked well within that group uh, as a replacement for John Cusack. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, uh, I can't recommend it. It's it's pretty brutal at, at parts. Mm. There's, a, there's a scene where, like, Rob Corddry and... Um, and um, Craig Robinson are on a game show and they're forced to have sex with each other. And it's like, oh, it's so awkward because he's forced to have sex with him. What? There's so Yeah, there's so many what? gay jokes in this. And what? Very, very crass. <laughs> it's a very crass movie, even more so than the first one, which I liked quite a bit. This one, this one. Yeah, not not so much. Not so good. Wow, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, oh, so boy. Hot Tub oh. Time Machine 2, I think that it's available to stream right now. Oh, really? I think so. I think it's on Am- I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, you can you can buy it on Amazon. I would hold off. Yeah, I wouldn't get into that. Yeah. I I got around to watching uh, an American classic, I guess. Pretty sure it's a classic. Serpico 1973. Pacino and some Serpico. I've never seen this, but yes, I think that it is I, regarded I, as a classic. I finally got around to it. <laughs> the, cl- the closest thing I saw is the the Rushmore version of it. <laughs> it's It was difficult because the entire time I'm watching Serpico, all I'm thinking of is Charlie Day as Serpico from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. That's all I could think of. But, um, yeah, Serpico. So, two hours of Pacino, just nailing it. Classic Pacino. He's so fantastic. I mean, no one does the the frustrated guy that's at his wit's end, like he's the last rational person on earth. And uh, it's, you know, biopic of the honest New York cop blowing the whistle and corruption and the force and all that. But honestly, after a while, it's just, it's repetitive. It's just Serpico lamenting the fact that Things aren't going to change, and no one's helping him out, even though he's trying so many different avenues to fight corruption within the force, and it's not working out for him. No one's listening to him. No one's helping him out. So he just keeps freaking out about it, and of course that pushes all of his personal relationships away. And then when he's on the job, it's just him constantly saying, I don't take money. No, I don't take money. No, I'm sorry, I don't take money. And that's just it, over and over and over again. And again, the Pacino performance, fantastic. It's great. Classic Pacino. Gotta love it. So much different facial hair and hats. Endless array of hats. He's wearing so many different hats, it's ridiculous. Because huh. he's, it was the, apparently it was during the time when they opened up the uh, the plain clothes division uh. in New York. So he was all about that. And he's wearing different hats and he's wearing tunics. 
and ponchos. He's got goatees, full beards. He's just mixing it up constantly, keeping it fresh, Pacino. But uh, everyone else, performance-wise, serviceable. I mean, they're okay. Nothing really to write home about. The visuals themselves, nothing really to write home about. There's a couple of sequences that kind of stick out, but overall, it's just Pacino being upset about corruption for two hours, just Hmm. whining about it, just whining and whining. So that's Serpico. Uh, I'm sure that you can find that on many different streaming devices. Yeah, it's streaming on Netflix right now. That's where I watched it. I mean, it's it's an important moment, you know, fighting corruption and the New York police force. But as a film, mm, doesn't pretty quite a- work. Yeah, I mean, average. Yeah, you would say? it's pretty. It's pretty average. The only thing that you're going in for is Pacino. That's what you're going in for. You're going to get that classic Pacino performance. So it's like oh. a light recommend. I saw Furious Seven. <laughs> this is the latest Fast and Furious movie. All right. Uh, so. I saw this in AMC Prime, which I guess is sort of AMC's version of D-Box, where the the seats rumble and everything. (laughs) I I figured I'd I'd experience that. Electronic seats, so that you can adjust them electronically and and recline them. Every seat is like full full reclining, and it was uh, reserved seating, too, so we got to pick our seats ahead of time. Nice. It was nice. It was in Times Square. Uh, I wanted to do just try that experience that one time with a big, you know, big bombastic movie like Furious Seven, and uh, that experience was fine. The movie, I I don't get it. I don't get why this movie has an eighty three or an eighty five or whatever the hell it has on Rotten Tomatoes right now uh, because it wasn't good. It was not a good movie. This is not a good movie. I'm sorry. Not a good movie. You can't get into it? Not a good movie. But aren't they dropping like cars from planes and shit? Yes. And going they... through skyscrapers and yeah. yes, flipping? They Are they, they riding rails? Grinding? Are they grinding <laughs> with cars? Kick flips on cars? No. Um, ah. The scene that everybody talks about where they, they drive a car through a building, multiple buildings. It goes through three buildings. Oh my goodness. Um, that's cool looking. That's an awesome stunt it looks really cool uh but in order to do that stunt in order for the story to get to where these characters need to get into a car that's parked on the 70th floor of a building and drive it through that building into another building through that building into another building uh what what would you write what you're writing a script and you need to get these characters to do that um, from what I've gotten or gathered from the trailer, it's a lot of like loving, loving glances at each other. <laughs> so, like, is that what propels them to do things? Love? Is it well, love? love it's and all fla- about love, right? Lo- love and flash drives. So, oh, flash drive. Every movie's about flash drives and love right now. So, there's a, a program, a computer program called God's Eye that basically allows the user to track anyone in the entire world at any time and they can find they can find anybody almost a moment's notice so like you know you if you're looking for vin diesel's character you can just hit a button and it'll bloop it'll show you exactly where he is okay um so this program is gets in the hands of uh, a hacker who designed it and she gets kidnapped and 
Fortunately, she hands off the flash drive to someone uh, before she gets kidnapped. That person ends up selling the flash drive to a Jordanian prince. Now, okay. wait, what are you? Th- are you talking about Black Hat? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about Furious Seven here. Okay. I'm talking about the car movie. So it's Black Hat with cars. The, the street car racing movie. Oh, I gotcha. Right. Yeah. So, turns out the the program, this God's Eye program, is actually hidden on this flash drive. So when the Jordanian prince dude bought it, he didn't buy it for the God's Eye program. He bought it to put it in his brand new car. My question is, why? What was the purpose of that? Like, couldn't what? he just go to the Walgreens and buy a flash drive? What was the point of all of that? They never explained it. But at any rate, they end up getting in the car and driving it through three buildings. Looks cool, sure. And there's several other action sequences in this movie that look cool, too. There's a fight scene between Paul Walker and Tony Jaa that's well choreographed. It looks really cool. Um, There's a couple other car chases here and there that look awesome. Like, they're really cool. But the scenes, it's so formulaic the way that it works. So there's a car chase, and then there is a series of scenes between characters so it'll be like paul walker and his wife loving scene sad music then it'll be vin (laughs) diesel and michelle rodriguez talking sad music slow motion panning you know the the michael bay zooms and or swivels and all that stuff yeah it's just the same thing over and over and the dialogue is so atrocious in this movie i I can't begin to tell you how terrible the dialogue is Mm. and I feel like everybody is just giving it a pass because of the action. And I'm sorry, but there there are movies like The Raid, for instance, that are not very dialogue heavy and it's pure action and it works within that. It's like you you got to know your boundaries. And I feel like this franchise just doesn't know its boundaries when it comes to the dramatic elements. Like you're good at action, stick with the action. Take all the extra shit out of there because it's none of it works at all. Like, there was a scene when The Rock first meets Jason Statham. And Jason Statham's the, the he's the big bad villain in this movie. And he breaks into the, the FBI office or CIA office or wherever the hell office they are. And he's hacking on the computer, just hacking away on the computer. There's nobody around. Everybody's gone. The Rock walks in and he's like... I don't know who you are, but I'm about to kick your ass. You hacked into the wrong dude's computer. And <laughs> and Jason Statham tur- looks at him and he goes, like I said, I'm going to take your group down. And it's like, wait a minute. He never said that to begin with. <laughs> how do you, how are you saying, like I said, when clearly he never said it to begin with? Is he in other Fast and Furious movies? Maybe he said that in six? He's five? A- He's at he's in the post credit stinger of part six. And does he say I'm going to take your group down? He doesn't say it to the Rock though. I don't think. Uh, at any he just, rate, he said it to someone else, and he just hoped that through the grapevine it got back to the Rock. Yeah. Well. Oh my. It it just doesn't work. Uh, ca- cameos from T Pain, Iggy Azalea, yes. Monster yes. Monster Energy Drink branding all over the place. Nice. Uh, no. Fast and the Furious 7, just it's a pass for me. If you're going to go see it, oh. I would say see it in the theater because, yes, action is great, car chases are great, but uh, everything else is laughably terrible. Uh, 
one other quick note. I know I'm talking a little long about this one. You're taking um, forever. The the way that they handled Paul Walker uh, and his passing while they were shooting this movie completely seamless. Like you can't the end. You can kind of tell there were some things that they did, but for the most part, uh, very very well done in making it seem like he was there throughout the whole thing. And the the thing that they did at the end, the kind of send off thing, it was it was good. It was very tastefully done. So that that's a positive too. All right, all right. Seven playing in theaters right now, killing it at the box office. It sure is, sure is. I don't think anyone's really surprised by that. No. Yeah, you knew it was going to do it. Uh, I had one here that I wrote a review for. I actually been holding on to this review. The hoping at some point in time it would come out U.S. distribution, and then I could just use it then. But it's not happening, so I just put it out there. Yeah, because I like this movie. Just throw it out into the world. Just put it out there for the plasma, for the plasma from Bingham Bryant and Kyle Molzan, their debut. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Actually, saw this a while back, but I forgot to discuss it on the show. So I'm just gonna bring it up now because I don't give a shit. I just yeah. do whatever I want. I do what I want. I do what I want, man. Um, extremely low budget, lo-fi, indie. And it's it's one of those movies where at one point it's, you know, very cerebral. Seems like it's very heady subjects. It's very complicated. But at the same time, all of it just seems tongue-in-cheek. Like, this is just ridiculous. And they're just having fun with it, fucking with you. And for whatever reason, it just works for me. It has uh, Rosalie Lowe, as you might know as Tibet from, was that Appropriate Behavior? Where she yeah. was the other teacher that made the... Yes, yes. My my Deering, ridiculous. Uh-huh. She plays one of the main characters, her and Annabelle Lemieux. There are two friends. This is, I mean, it's ridiculous. They Apparently, they just work out in the woods where they have surveillance cameras hooked up throughout the forest. Just looking for forest fires. That's it. Just checking the cameras every day. But it gets into so many ridiculous topics. It it feels like it's about everything and anything, but at the same time, it's about nothing whatsoever. Hmm. But it just all works for some reason. I don't know why. 16 millimeter looks fantastic. It's just, it's different. It's fresh, which is, I think, is what got me the most. It's just something completely different. I can't really compare it to any other movie. And I think that's... What, what gripped me so much loving the cover or the poster for this yeah it's 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 good times it i'm like, really looking look, forward to what else looks, they have going it looks on. like the the cover for uh like a babysitter's club book or something but like the like the first ever video game for the babysitter's club if there yeah. were one. and yeah. that's the funny like their surveillance equipment everything that they have hooked up it's just it's all it's all old it's just all oh, it's terrible looking. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a ridiculous movie. Again, next week on the show, I'll start talking about some stuff I saw at Tribeca. Some good stuff in there. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Oh, um, let's look. Let's look at some predictions. Ex Machina. You said eighty-two. I said eighty-four. Actually, no, I'm sorry. You said eighty-four. I said eighty-two. Actual ninety on that one. Wow. Ninety. I'm. I'm hoping to see oh. that this afternoon. So. Good for you. Yeah, should build should build a report back on that one next week. The longest ride, you said two. I said twelve. Actual twenty nine. 
It's funny. Uh, it's funny. We've, we've been talking about this a lot because we were going to have uh, Ryan watch another Nicholas Sparks movie in honor of this one. And, you know, it's I've been reading about it and stuff. And yet every time I read The Longest Ride, I instantly forget what that movie is. It's like one of those just so generic. It, it enters my brain and immediately leaves. Yes, because as soon as you said The Longest Ride, just a little while ago, I was thinking, what the what the hell is the longest yeah. ride? What is yeah. that? Next week we have Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. What are oh, you thinking man. on this one? Segway comedy coming back big. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 12. Okay. I will say 14. And stay tuned for a, a little discussion on Paul Blart Mall Cop later this week on Ryan Watch's movie. A little spoiler for you there. And we also have Unfriended. That's that horror movie that all takes place on a computer screen. Okay. Now, this one I was initially not thrilled about. Uh, okay. Because this, this isn't the first movie that's done this. I think that a lot of people are going to see it because they think that it's the first movie that's done something like this and really hasn't. I mean, we've seen that segment in VHS that did the the whole video chat thing, the Nacho Vigalondo movie, Open Windows, that whole movie was done on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the interesting thing about this one, there were two short films that I saw not too long ago also. Uh, this one was actually done with computers, though. Whereas the Nacho Vigalondo one is kind of fake. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's supposed to look like a mouse and stuff, but it's it's all done in post. It's yeah, not real. Gotcha. Gotcha. This this movie, interestingly, was uh, all done using real computers, shot in real time. So this is this is a true single take movie. They they filmed the entire movie in two hours. Okay. And there's no all cuts. Right. So. <clears throat> That has me a little bit intrigued about this one. Plus, you got Jacob Wasaki in there. Terry. Terry. Oh, oh, yeah, I know know who it is, yeah. Terry. So, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, so I am actually kind of interested in this one now. There's been some reviews out for it. It currently has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, I'll probably check that out. Hmm. Okay. And now that I know Terry's in it, I will definitely be seeing it. You're all about it now. Yeah, so like the way that they did it was they had all the actors in different rooms that were basically sets, and they initiated video chats with each of them and set it up, and they Just acted went, out for went it. with it. Yeah. Huh. Really cool. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll say 72 on that one. I'm going to say uh, 76. All right. We also have Child 44. I don't think that that's getting a wide release next week, so we're not going to bother with the with that one. Are you interested in that one, though? It's the... No, I just finally actually saw a trailer for this, yeah. and it look, doesn't look good. No, it looks, uh, it looks really average to me for some reason. It looks so unbelievably average. Manila folder, through and through. <laughs> Manila folder, Rush, all... Russian the... accents. Uh, we also have Felix and Miera. You're going to be doing that one, right? Mm-hmm. You're all about that one. I'm all over it. Monkey Kingdom, that's the Disney Nature one. Oh, monkeys. They got to put one of those out every year, and they're always decent. I think that that one's narrated by Tina Fey, so... You are correct. I'll 
I'll probably check that out at some point. True Story, that's the one with James Franco and Jonah Jonah Hill. Okay. Procedural crime Ooh. drama, not comedy. I'm actually huh. a little bit intrigued about that one. Alex of Venice, uh can't remember that one. Beyond the Reach, uh, The Deadlands. We'll probably review The Deadlands next next week. That sounds like a fun one. Fun yeah. one to watch right there. Yeah. Uh, next week on VOD, we have Slow West. That's the one with uh, Michael Fassbender, I believe. Okay. All right. Western. Who else is in that? There's somebody else in that. It's What's his name? Cody? Is it Smith McPhee? Is that him? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Beyond the Reach, The Deadlands, Alex of Venice, and The Squeeze. The Squeeze is... Uh, oh, I'm sure it's good. Whatever it is. It's about golf. Oh, man. And betting. Betting on yes. golf, I think. <laughs> yeah, that does not look too good. Thank New God. on DVD and Blu-ray next week, we have The Babadook. Nice. That's getting uh That's getting a Scream Factory release, so that's pretty exciting. Cool. Batman vs. Robin... I'll be checking that out because I usually like those DC animated movies. Big Eyes, uh, eh, that, that's a light recommend for me. Especially, I don't know what's on the on the special features, but if they have some sort of uh, like documentary about Margaret Keene or something, that might be cool to see. Probably better than the actual movie itself. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> that's one that didn't stick with me. I remember when I first saw that and we reviewed it. I was I was into it, but since then I just kind of it just. The only, honestly, the only thing I remember is uh, Christoph Waltz being a bit ridiculous. You know, this is performance. This is slightly going off on a tangent, but please our, do. One of our highest trafficked articles on the site this year was <laughs> yeah. was my book book review of Big Eyes. It's a hot commodity. I don't I don't get that. Everybody's it's, all about that big eyes book. It's so weird. Uh, enter the dangerous should we mind. Just, should we just become a book review? And yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that. I'm starting to think that we should just do book reviews. Enter the day. Actually, I stopped taking books because it's just too much. Like I don't have enough time to read the damn things. <laughs> oh God. Enter the dangerous mind. Avoid. Yes. God help the girl. Avoid. Jin, I, I didn't see that one. It's a horror movie. I, I think it's safe to say avoid. Probably. I heard mixed things. Kidnapping Mr. Heineken. I attempted to watch that on VOD one night and turned it off after 10 minutes. Ugh. Avoid. Uh, the Man with the Iron Fist 2. What? <laughs> yeah. There's, really? That's a, that's a, it was just as surprising for me to read that. Hmm. Okay. So the... The Man with the Iron Fist 2 has a straight-to-DVD sequel. I don't believe anyone that's involved with the first one is involved in this one. And the cover, I'm not sure if uh, if you can see the cover. But there's a, a blurb on the bottom of the cover that I love. Is it, like, instead of RZA, is it, like, you got? <laughs> it's Capadonna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a Wu-Tang joke, fellas. That's a Wu-Tang <laughs> joke. Uh, I can't find the damn quote now, but it was it's funny because on the bottom of the DVD it says, like, all new movie or something like that. <laughs> like, I guess they were concerned that people people thought that maybe this was the original one. Like, hold up. 
Is they just repackaging the original? Well, when you see it, it looks exactly like the first one with that pink and black. Yeah, it's a, it does. It says, all new movie, big, big black bar on the bottom of it. Wow, that's awesome. I love it. Oh, wait, Riza is in this. Wait, he is? Or is he just presenting it? No, he's in it. Okay. Or at least, at least according to uh, this website here. He didn't direct it. He wrote it. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's that. Maps to the Stars. Uh, no, not going to recommend that one either. Uh, mm. the, wo- the Woman in Black 2. I uh, heard it was terrible, so yeah, avoid that. Okay. One other one I wanted to quickly mention is Scream Factory is remastering Class of 1984, which I never saw, and I think that I'm going to be checking that out now. So maybe, so you just, maybe look you just, into that. You just wanted to tell me about a movie that you're planning on seeing later. Well, if other people are a fan of that movie, Class of 1984, then they know that now there is a remastered Blu-ray that's coming oh, out this okay. week. I gotcha. See, see, you're gonna go the Criterion route. I'm gonna go Scream Factory, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the complete opposite approach and talk about some of these, you know, trash movies that are getting remastered. Yeah, but let's be honest, uh, some of those are better than the Criterions. Oh well, yeah, and vice so, versa, definitely. Yeah. What do, What do we got? Speaking of which, what do we got in the line of Criterion? Oh boy, we have a Carol Reed from 1947, Odd Man Out, Psychological Noir. Oh boy. James Mason, Kathleen Ryan. I'm a fan of Carol Reed even though I've only seen one film. So I'll probably check out Odd Man Out. So that's coming. And then we have Preston Sturges, 1941. Sullivan's Travels. <laughs> Sullivan's <laughs> Travels. You know, comedy from 1941. So So it sounds which, like it's gonna be a laugh riot. I'm sure it is. Um just I don't know. I'm sure it's a fantastic film. I'm sure it's great, but that just does not sound interesting to me at all. So there you have it. Two two criterions coming out. All right. Well, I think that that's going to do it for the week. Send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. Also on Twitter, at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. Please take a look at our Patreon page. That address is patreon.com slash filmpulse. And please consider subscribing for as little as $1 a month. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson, and we will see you on Thursday for Ryan Watches a Movie. Without a love of my own There's a there's a flash drive that has like this special program. Excuse me. I'll keep that in. Start oh, the show God. off with that shit. No, nah, I'm gonna put it at the end. Oh god, this cold. <laughs>